Good morning. Welcome to our time of prayer for uh, this Thursday morning. I'm thankful that you've chosen to join us today as we uh, pray together, as we read scripture and reflect together. Today, once again, we'll be using the daily devotional uh, for individuals and families out of the Book of Common Prayer, which is found on page 137 within uh, our guide today. Today, our psalm will be Psalm number 34. So, Hear the word of God in Psalm number 34. We reading verses 1 through 10. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name forever. I sought the Lord and he answered me, and delivered me from all of my fears. Look to him and be radiant. Your faces shall never be ashamed. The poor soul cried, and was heard by the Lord. He was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his holy ones. For those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. This morning our gospel lesson will come from Continuing in Luke, we're going to be reading Luke chapter 20. We'll be reading verses 41 and into chapter 21, verse 4. So that's Luke 20, starting with verse 41, continuing through chapter 21 into verse 4. Then he said to them, How can they say that the Messiah is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. David thus calls him Lord, so how can he be a son? In hearing all the people, he's in, all, in, in the hearing of all the people, he said to the disciples, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes, who love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and of the best seats in the synagogues, and the seats of honor at the banquets. They devour widows' houses, for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive their greater condemnation. He looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor woman put in two small copper coins. He said, Truly I tell you, this woman has put in more than all of them, for all they have contributed out of their abundance, which she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live on. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we see in our gospel lesson, we see a um, a comparison of um, a false righteousness, and a true righteousness. We see in, in, in Luke 20, verses 45 through 47, Jesus condemned the Pharisees and the religious leaders for their outward religion. So he says, Beware of the scribes who walk around long robes, love to be greeted, love to have respect, love to have the best seats. And they, they, but yet they devour widows' houses. And so we're fixing to see a widow in this next section. And for the sake of appearance, say long prayers. They receive the greater condemnation. Then we see the next section, the poor widow put into small, small copper coins. He said she has given out of her poverty, so she will receive the greater blessing. We have to be careful in our lives why, to look at the motivation behind why we do what we do. Are we doing our acts for others to see? Are we living righteous lives 
for the praise of others, to be like the Pharisees who were greeted with respect, who got the best seats, who were praised and lavished and all these type things? <clears throat> Are we like the widow who in quiet, in the quietness and humility, gave her blessing, gave her offering with no fanfare, with no trumpets, with none of that, simply gave out of what she had. So both people in this story gave, the, the, the scribes gave, they had acts of religion, the widow gave. One was giving for the motivation of being seen and being praised and being honored. One was giving because it was her humble duty and obligation to give. So I think the question for us in, the, in this day, the question for us as we live our lives is, why do we do what we do? What is our motivation for this day? Is our motivation to be seen as proper and holy? Is our motivation to be seen and praised by others? Or is our motivation simply to glorify and worship Christ Jesus with all that we are? That I think that becomes the question of why do we do what we do? And why is it why are we doing what we're doing? This poor widow has put in more than all of them. But they contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live on. <clears throat> so today, may we out of our poverty, out of our spiritual poverty, um, the Bible says in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, that blessed are the poor in spirit. Our poverty may be material, and our poverty should be spiritual, and that we realize that our salvation and our life and our blessings come not through our own earning, but come through the goodness and the mercy of God. So may, as she gave her physical offering out of her poverty, may we give our spiritual offering of praise, our spiritual offering of our life out of our spiritual poverty, understanding that all that we have is a gift and that God's be praised for all that we have. Amen. We'll now recite our creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and said at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray. Loving and gracious God, today we pray for those who are traveling, those who are sick, those who are grieving, those who are suffering under addiction, depression, mental illness, those who feel alone or afraid. We pray, God, for your church. I pray, God, specifically for St. Matthew, that we may be obedient to the call that you have placed upon us. But, God, we pray for whatever denomination we're part of, United Methodist, Southern Baptist, Presbyterian, Episcopal, Anglican, Catholic, whatever, whatever body we're part of, God, we pray for our churches, Father, that we can follow you and serve you with glad hearts. We pray for unity within the body, that all of us who profess the name of Christ can walk together in love and mercy. We pray, God, for uh, our nation, for the healing of our nation, 
for your spirit to be at work within our nation, bringing forth peace and unity. We pray for those who are in need. We pray, God, for our country and for our leaders. Pray for our military. Pray, God, for all these. We pray for those for whom no one else prays. Loving God, we thank you for the gift of salvation, for the gift of your church, for the gift of scripture, for the gift of worship. Be present with all who are praying with us now. We love you. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. We ask this this morning out in our name. We ask in the name of the one who taught us to pray as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Today we'll have a quick reading once again from our rule of Benedict that I use for my personal <clears throat> reading each morning. He's been talking about the Psalms. Um, so I want to read to you this uh, section right here. Moses reminds us by excursion through history that God is a trustworthy God who does no wrong. Whatever has happened to us in these days has been for our good too. We are suddenly instructed so that we can pray Psalm 143 in confidence of the week to come. Show me the road that I must travel for you to relieve my heart. Monastic morning prayer is not an idle ordering of psalms. It is a treatise <clears throat> It is a treatise on the monastic mindset, on how to characterize those who claim to be living their lives to God. Finally, Benedict's prayer comes from, prayer form requires a re realistic appraisal of community life. The celebration must, nest, must not pass by without reciting the entire prayer of Jesus at the end to hear, because thorns of contention are likely to spring up. The prayer of Jesus is designed to heal and cement and erase the pain and struggle of community life, of family life, of global life, where we all live together at one's expense. Benedictine prayer is not an escape into a contrived or arcane life. It's a prayer intended to impel us to the cold, hard realities of life in the home, life in the community, life in the world, life with people whom we love enough to hate and we hate enough to dampen every other kind of love in us. Life is real, pain is real, hurt is real. That's why we pray together each morning for the grace to live faithfully in this moment God's given to us. So may, uh, may we uh, have the Spirit of God to dampen our hearts, to awaken us, to allow us to love and serve gracefully. So uh, today as we close, hear our closing prayer. Lord God Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us into safety in this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin or be overcome by, a, the, advers, the, by adv, the adversary. But in all that we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Praying for you today. Have an awesome day. And join us again tomorrow morning for morning prayer.